2: Welcome guys to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast, Tony, Tony Evans. Um, I am playing around with some new equipment uh, that I got um, to record through uh, this week. So if, I hope I sound better, um, I think I do. Um, it's just tweaking the EQs. The old box was really quite simple, just plug in, plug out and walk away. This one's got all these this widgets and gadgets and gadgets on it and, and I'm... Uh, I'm playing with it in which I shouldn't do, um, but hey, I uh, finally I think I've got it where I want it to be, um, hopefully it sounds a lot better, uh, definitely, definitely, um, when I played it back it sounded better, anyway, back to the main show, um, this week's episode is a reaction, just sort of an emotional reaction more than a uh, sort of a... Um, a full breakdown, I think, track by track. we'll do it, but, uh, but honestly, I've only listened to it maybe six or seven times since Friday, and this is now Wednesday, Monday, so um, not enough time for me to really give you a full breakdown. So I'm going to do it emotionally, uh, reactively. Um, it's the new Venom Inc. album, uh, There's Only Black. Uh, I interviewed Tony Doolan, or the Demolition Man, last week um, for... Metal Ruse. Uh, I'll put a link underneath uh, in the show notes. Um, and uh, my sound was terrible. I don't know what happened. I, th- I, I recorded it, and then I thought I was going through the mic, but it was going through my headphone mic. Um, who knows? I don't know what I did there. Anyway, he sounds great, and and great and amazing as usual. It was a, um, it was a bucket list thing for me to do. It was amazing, and he's such a great guy. Anyway, it's the new Venom album. So the the from the ashes of Venom. Um come Venom Inc. two thousand and fifteen. Um the original 1989, 1990, um to ninety three four a lineup um got together again. That's um Jeffrey Dunn on Mantis on guitar, That was Abaddon on drums uh that's Anthony uh, Anthony um Dre and um Tony Demolition Mandolin on bass uh, And uh, Anthony Bray Sorry, God me, I don't know, what weapon sometimes One word comes in, the other one doesn't stay there You know There's a lot of Tony's around um, the extreme metal scene, isn't there? I mean, it really seems to be a lot of them It's funny, I was just saying to someone the other day When I grew up in the UK um, I didn't know any other Tony's I was the only one I knew uh, and I you know, come to Australia and there's, uh, they're everywhere and then also like suddenly all my favourite bands are Tony's it's crazy or not suddenly they were there, been there a long time I'd never thought about it I think it's a generational thing um, you know sorry that's on my tea uh, so yes yeah, so 2015 they released RV um, and to a lot, I mean a lot of people uh, well they formed in 2015 I think it was released in 2017 uh, a lot of people um, were very Uh, suspicious let's let's just say that they were very suspicious about how it was going to come out what was going to sound like um, you know could they capture the um, the mercurial energy and the lightning in a bottle that was uh, uh, primeval and subsequent subsequent albums with Tony I was uh, I was no I wasn't a doubter I really wasn't because you know Tony Doolin and Mantis and Abaddon being you know massive fans of them for such a long time, I thought, well, no, they'll they'll, they'll just basically recreate... I thought they'll just recreate Primeval and so on, um, which would be no bad thing, because it's a, an amazing album. As you know, if you look back on the episodes, I did a an episode on Primeval, um, a few episodes, maybe 10 or so episodes, probably 20 episodes back. Um, but when they released Aave, it was... Incredible. I mean, I really mean that. I, it, they, when you listen to Venom, uh, Venom has a sound. Okay. Even, even the Tony Doolin here of Venom has a sound because it's, it's, you know, it's heartbeat is, um, Jeff, Mantis, Jeff Dunn. And so, you know, the heartbeat rhythm comes, even though, you know, Tony would have his, pretty, uh, uh, mark on it. And so would Abaddon and, and so on. Um, it's really sort of jeff jeffrey's sort of um key his fingers all over it and so you thought, oh, it might sound the same you know um but no it, it was fresh it was modern it was heavy it was aggressive um you know the artwork with with um you know is it satan is it pan on the front of the cover it's, i mean even tony says you know it's a ambiguous um And then I got to see them for the very first time live, I'd never seen them with Kronos um, or Tony before, Uh, but I saw them at the basement 2018, 2019, something like that, and it blew my mind. I just regret I didn't get a backstage pass at the time, um, because I didn't really think, you know, I just didn't, I just went with the flow, but... Um, subsequently Tony and I have become friends chatting and stuff and uh, and coming back again hopefully next year he said um, because of COVID obviously delayed everything. But so in the in the meantime, uh, in between COVID and now, so the album was released last Friday, which was the twenty um, fourth, I believe. Um hang on, is it the twenty fourth today? One second. See, i can't i can't use my hang on look at this this is what you're tuning in for 24th 25th yeah 24th 23rd actually over here in australia um and and um they had to record it in portugal where jeffrey lives now with his cats amazing i highly recommend looking at his facebook page he's got a beautiful love for cats and if you love cats you have a soft soul in my opinion and then Tony lives in London, um, and the new drummer. Uh, now, let me one second get you the new drummer's name, because I just know him as his nickname. His nickname is well, his name is War Machine, like Abaddon, like Demolition Man. But his real name is Jermaine Kling. Uh, he's in America, and so um, they were recording across the globe, a la the modern world, um, and it's. <sighs> I already talked to this about Tony about this. I wasn't sure how the disparate um, um, hemispherical challenges would work against or work in favor of creating such intricate. I mean, pop music. I'm not saying it's not intricate, but pop music is mainly digital these days, and so forth. it's a pretty straightforward because not many musicians, not many instruments are used. It's it's mainly you, you, you know you digital interfaces and so it's, that sort of thing can transcend from say a digital file emailed or sent from America to London and back and forth and I don't think you'll lose anything um, but uh, but I worry when such a visceral um, viscous and fluid musical form like um, heavy metal like or heavy rock or rock in general is recorded across hemispheres and without people being in the same uh, rooms and and flashing ideas out, but uh, Tony assured me when I talked to him before that that isn't the case, and I was absolutely blown away um, by the product that came out. I mean, I've been listening to the singles, um, you know. I, I mean, the singles that came off the album, uh, I kind, I sort of listened to, but kept to myself. I didn't listen to them too often. You had uh, How Many Can Die, um, Don't Feed Me Your Lies, and Come To Me. They were the three singles. Now, I I really did stay as best I could away from I listened to them. Of course I did. Very excited. But I kept away um, because I wanted to hear the album in its entirety. Sometimes um, bands leak too much too quickly, and I find that really off-putting um, because, you know, you want to... Sp- Lock yourself away. I said. To, I said to Tony in the interview. I want to lock, lock myself away in a in a dark room with the album on my own, be left alone because I don't want to. I I appreciate music like very much like you would appreciate fine wine or whiskey or um, you know. You just need sometimes to be on your own where there's no noise, and don't mean noise externally. I mean noise. um Internally, You know, like, so you're not, you haven't got to think about things, as people around you, you lock yourself away. One of my favourite things to do, and John knows this, is I like to run a hot bath um, and lie in the bath with my, you know, good headphones on and just listen to the music, you know, in that environment. I find that very, the best way to consume it, earth first thing. When I was running a lot, uh, I used to do it. When I was running, but the trouble with that is that your mind mind goes elsewhere, and you don't you absorb it, but you don't appreciate it. Anyway, um. So they've released this album. They've recorded it across the the world. Um, they're now taking it out on tour, which is amazing. And they the it's it's a different album. We'll talk about we'll talk about that sort of track by track when we get to the um um other side of the show but it's a slightly different album for them and I think and I think actually on reflection it's probably one of the most modern sounding records I think of the last 10 years for me Um, it really doesn't sit in any real category or boundary I think and it has this um, sense of accomplishment it is lightning it is um, crazy Is um, and I wrote this down. Let me have my book again. Hang on. What I wrote? Chaotic Explosive Power That's what I wrote. Every three words I wrote came to my head straight away. Um, it does have, uh, elements of Venom in it. Like, it still feels like a Venom, or Venom Ink album, I should say. Um, it still has those amorphic, um almost diaphanous uh uh chord changes you No, know, when i mean diaphanous uh, quickly look it up in the dictionary if you want it you know, means uh, like thin see-through you know like um lightweight and i don't mean lightweight and in tunes i mean it's got this sort of ethereal diaphanous um sense so you can almost see veil like it will veil that each seems each level of uh, of um Of complexity veils another, but so lightly that doesn't it doesn't um, completely uh, wash out the layer below it. You know, with some bands, you know, they're so textured, and some of the really good prog bands I love get so textured that um, you might not hear the wonderful bass lines that are being played underneath some complex, um, you know, uh, modal key changes in a keyboard solo. Uh, But with this album I felt that there, that didn't that isn't the case I felt that this sort of uh I could almost peering layer by layer um just enough just enough darkness on each layer to wipe out a little bit but to bring through the rest and it's um it's a very clever and interesting way of uh, of writing music it's not an easy thing to do I don't know if they did it deliberately it, it, and, and again i haven't got full information on the album yet like i haven't received my copy um my copies i bought several copies i should say um look peeked there i bought several copies of um of it in different colored vinyls and so on but one that turns up originally i don't have the notes so i want to see it, but i don't know who produced it and i don't really know uh, much about where it was recorded but whoever did it um and i think jeff had a lot of and Tony had a lot to do with it. It's really, really well crafted. Um, and I'm saying, am I saying this because I'm, um, I'm a biased Venom and a Venom Inc fan? Maybe, but I don't think I am. I'm honest, and I, I think if you know me now. Now I'm honest. I don't want to. It's no good um, blowing smoke up something, and I tell you it's amazing, and then you walk away and put it on, and now you might not like it anyway. But you don't want to go. well he said it was like the best thing since sliced bread, and then I, and then you put it on and you hate it because you don't understand why i'm I'm just being you know glowing um i think genuinely the lads have made uh you know an astonished record and and, and a three-piece band as well i think if you i should do a show on three pieces because i think three-piece bands often have the biggest sound if you think about it um motorhead um Oh, thin Lizzy sometimes, but not always, because he's often the dual guitars. But Motorhead, um, Venom, Venom Inc, The Police, you know, uh, um, uh, there are shoot, there are loads of three-piece bands out there that are because they have to be tight and they have to heart. They can't hide behind lots of um, extreme guitar, like you know, mixing. do you know? I'm doing it wrong. I love big big bands. I mean, Maiden six-piece, I love made, You know, it, it although we never know quite sure whether um, Yannick is plugged in but we that's just a, another conspiracy moment I don't need to worry about that anyway look um, I'm coming to the end of this side because I, I want to be a shorter side A because I want to talk more about the album track by track as we go um, just so a little bit more emotional and see how we go on that side but you, all I want to finish this side on is that uh, please do Go and listen to Arve if you haven't listened to it. Before then, go and listen to the three albums uh, that were produced uh, with Tony Doolan at the helm in Venom. Okay, Uh, they do get they get um, they are they are are such a different beast one to the other. Um, You know, like you have your first opener, which you know, which was Primeval. I mean, how could you top Primeval? I think Primeval outside of At War with Satan is. Oh, baby, blackmail. Are the Venom's best albums. Um, yeah, Primeval, Temples of Ice, and The Wastelands. Now, um, Tony Doolin is my era Venom. I started off my very first At Venom album I ever listened to was At War with Satan. So technically, Kronos was my first Venom, like and I love them so much but the but but Tony was my one that really like because it was my era 89 90, 89, 90 so I was like 17, 18 um, and so it was really important to me that particular uh, era because that's when I was buying records and stuff and so on um, you know I had this conversation with, with Tony about this that people get really upset and I've seen you know Facebook posts oh you're not Venom, if he isn't Cronos, have ruined my life and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, it really bugs me to the nth degree that shit. Um, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of um, of, of, of the uh, Blaze Bailey era Maiden albums, but I wouldn't say the ruin of fucking life, and I certainly wouldn't reach out and abuse someone. I'm not. I don't like the Hogarth era Meridian after uh, Holidays in Eden, um, but you know it is what it is. I just choose to listen to what I want to listen to. Um, there's plenty of um, catalogue for everyone, you know. Uh, and it's just I don't know. And they and they go. I only heard one song. And it's not really Maiden. It's not really sorry Venom. and I'm, I'm like, well, why don't you like take a chill pill? Um, as I said to. To Matt, when when the New Maiden single first single came off of the new album, he was really distraught about it. And I said, "Look, one song does not make an album. One swallow does not make a summer, as they say, right? So you you need to take it in. Yes, it might be the it might be the wrong single off the album for its original release. I sometimes think they do choose the wrong singles, some bands, and so it frightens um, diehard fans. But I think what you need to do is go right. No, I'm gonna." I'm gonna listen to this. I'm not gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it, but I'm going to wait till the album comes out. And do you know what? When I, when when that new maiden album came out, and Matt and I both were in the same book here, we don't really enjoy the millennium post millennium albums. The three the three um Dancer Death, um Matter of Life and Death and Um not Speed of Light, um Final Frontier. Not a big fan. Don't really like them that much. Don't like the way it sounded, don't like the mix. I've gone over that in the show already, but it's a different episode. So you need to you need to wait till the full product is released. You don't you don't judge a book by one the first opening page of a book. You wait you read the whole book, don't you or you should do. Um so what I'm saying is that this is my my era um venom venom ink and so um I'm really so you listen to those three albums if you haven't too already so, if you're too stuffed in your Kronos uh, lineup band thing, well, fine. Absolutely fine. You're not going to be probably listening to this show anyway because um, you may go, oh no, it's Venom I don't want to know. Um, but otherwise, listen to the three albums, then listen to the Venom Aave, and then come into this one. Do it in that order. Really, do it in that order. Because um, you'll feel the transition, and you'll see, as I mentioned before, the amount of change and difference in this album, right back to um, primeval. Right? There are, there's the DNA of it, but you'll find, you'll feel the difference. I would go those three albums first, um, I really would, and then I would do Ave, and then I would do this new one. There's only black. So that's the end of this side, guys. Um, I will go and warm my cup of tea up, and, uh, and I'll talk to you in a few minutes after you've had to listen to these wonderful adverts. Um, and uh, talk to you soon, guys. Bye.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
2: Welcome back guys to side two of the review or emotional dive into Benham new album There's Only Black. So, uh, if you've listened to it now, hopefully you may have paused it, I don't know, gone away and listened to more of those three albums and then you may not, you'll well want to listen to it. If you haven't, doesn't matter. We're going to chat about the new track by track now, I think. Here we go. Oh, I've knocked the mic again. There we go. Oh. Mm. Ah this new setup is a bit more even bit more um sensitive about things okay here we go right so it opens up with how many can die now again i don't have the album or the lyrics sheets in front of me so i'm i'm not going to be able to give you a rundown of lyrical breakdown which i like to do as you know um just going to talk how i felt about it okay so i've got here that it's a it's a uh, it's chaotic it's modern it as a uh, a fantastic staccato assault dive now what it means is that the guitar solos has this really modern guitar solo sound across it um, um, the first listen through sounds a little like um... like, like nothing i've heard before okay so. And what I mean that is, as I said at the side A, I think this album is completely different. Diaphanous, which is a nice word, I am start using that a bit more often, um, and layered, and very, very modern. And I use the word prog around a lot on this show. I really do, um, but I really mean it. This is a really proggy, proggy album. And I don't mean proggy as in, don't get, oh my God, I won't listen to it. It's going to be incredibly um, textured and layered, and I can't break into it. All I want is ...to smash my head around to some really heavy black extreme metal. Well, you can do that with this album. When I say progressive, I don't mean progressive as in... ...let's have a listen to some Genesis Progressive. This is um, progressive for the band. It's progressive for the for the genre. I think this is the most progressive extreme metal album I've heard in years. Okay, it's... Um, ...it's clean, but yet dirty. It's hard, yet soft. It's layered... Um, it's it's got an infernal riffage in it like jeff's like the the riffing on this first um this first song um how many can die which came out as the first single is just you know it, the lyrical theme basically okay what i get the lyrical theme of the concept of the album is that jeff mantis Jeffrey jeff dunn mantis sorry um had a near-death experience and instead of seeing light tunnels and white, um, he saw nothing but black, and so this no no like no heaven, no hell, no demons as well. Um, There's a lyric for you there, uh, but you know it, it basically it was just empty void, and I think that that sort of is what comes across in every single song of this album. The saying, how many can die? I mean it again don't know the full lyrical content i need to read the lyrics on the album when i get in and gonna and, get it in and really um be able to um i'll just have a look and see if they're on spotify the lyrics one second you know you can go on spotify now and it has a lyric on it let's let's see if i can find it this is live editing as we speak guys um well let's just see if i can search okay Turn the volume down so I don't get a copyright thing. Okay. I get it? No, I don't get it. See, no, okay. No, um, no lyrical, no thing on there, unfortunately. Where was it? Yeah, no. Um, so I get a feeling it's basic. It does sound a bit, um, like it has some influence from some Slayer. Uh, I think that's a good thing, really, because uh, it 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 adds a little bit of more aggression and a bit of modernism, uh, a little bit of Americanism to the uh, in a weird way. That's a sort of a, that might be um, that might be Jer- uh, Jeremy's influence. That sort of thrash sound, American sound. That sort of. B- Building its way into this song. I mean, well, I mean, Venom invented Thrash, and I don't, and I stand by that, and and, and I truly believe that. So, um, sorry, one second. I'm going to pause for a moment. My cat is trying to get through my door. One moment. I opened the door for the silly thing, and she, um, she ran away somewhere else, and I've lost, you know, I lose my uh, train of thought. Anyway, so she'll probably come back later on she always does um so yes so as i was saying so it's very modern very american in some respects this particular song it's a good it's a good leading single off the album because um when you buy the album if that's the first single when you put the first album on you put the album on the first single first track of the album is a single it's familiarity i think it's a really clever thing a lot of bands put the singles on at the end or in the middle and it it's quite nice to put the album on And you've been listening to the single for, I don't know Say three months And suddenly you get a familiarity And it, it, it helps you to familiarise And to climatise to the new album um, Okay The next song is my favourite song on the album I've, it uh, It is a solid classic Okay It's called Infinitum Alright It's it's brilliant, um, I've written here. It feels like a classic. Um, it feels like, it, probably Tony's vocals is, is, is a blast from the past on this particular album. Tony has a way of spitting out his, uh, his words. He enunciates in such a brutal and beautiful way. He enunciates, he, he doesn't, he can get aggression and anger and power Without uh, losing it in a in, the, in a in a burbled mix, you know, um, in a way where some singers are something I've been trying to be so aggressive and so um, powerful, they lose the direction. Here she comes. One moment. Is she going to come and knock all my microphones? Is she, you come, Can you hear that? Here she is. Um, anyway, yeah. So now, sorry, she's hitting my mic cables. Boom. Sit down or go away. There you go. Um, yes, yeah, so, um, sorry guys, my, my little hairy friend. Okay, so, this is what you come for, isn't it, eh? hey, Phoebs? Right, so, yeah, so, as I wrote, so, it's, it, 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 he's, he's got this way of enunciating, right? Um, it's epic, it's headbang. I, I really felt like I couldn't, I had to really groove to this song, I was sitting there trying, see, there. that? That's a uh, touching my mic. Uh, I sat there trying to get, um, trying to get, keep myself from, you know, really being concentrating. But this song came on and I just could not, it's impossible not to groove to it. It's extremely great groove, you know. Um, Mantis's guitars, again, they just, they change and textured in and the directional. Um, and, and I really love um, uh, uh, Jeremy's. Um, Hi hat work is just astonishing. Really splashy, as I keep saying before. Like I love open-shouldered splashy music, and in the drums, and it feels free, and 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 it doesn't feel encumbered, but still feels really hard. It's full of drama. Um, it's great, and I love the lyric. We praise our blackened sun for infinitum. I love it. It's clearly you know end of days kind of um, uh, vibe. Uh, with this particular song uh, but and and lyrically it's i mean I again I'm struggling to 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 know. I need the lyrics in front of me for a good read through um but it's it really um my favorite on that and it's the second one in which is like wow where can we go from there you know where do we go from there and then we hit um you know come to me um all three tracks for me um, have been a real break. Uh, breakneck speed um, it real good it would give it will teach some young extreme metalers um, just how you do it without losing definition and texture uh, and power um, it really it's it's it feels like old venom this one with me um, it really feels like they've sort of reached into a pot of um, a, a little bit of to some some paint from pot of pot a of, of venom black and you know um, black metal and war with Satan and dipped in some other tones of, of prime evil and temples of ice and and you know and even possession and they, it's just you know really really fantastic um, it's a real sense of bleakness on this track it's very bleak um, it really is I feel the void here. I really do Um, just the gravitas of Tony's annunciation you can see why this also was a single Um, it's just yeah it's just a a fantastic really fantastic uh, lyrical moment and then we move there from um, to on there's only black now this is the title track and I think this is uh a good move to put it four tracks in um because it it opens in a more it's it's you know you've got your breakneck speed um it it's but it starts off with a good old solid classic venom feel feels like it's been recorded underwater and I don't know if that is a way to describe it. felt it feels like it's in the depths of hell as a real um um uh, how do i say a real sadness and soulfulness to it um but it's a solid classic probably the heaviest track on the album i think Uh, tony's bass here is intense i mean tony's a very very good bass player uh you know people people dismiss bass players for being um you know uh just one octave below unless you're someone like you know Giddy Lee or Steve Harris or someone like that, genuinely, i oh, you get my tea. Genuinely, you know, you're dismissed as an instrumentalist being a bass player. This is bullshit um, because it, you really, really. Can you hear my. She's. I'm picking up on the mic. She's purring away. Um, it really is crap because Tone's um, ability to. I mean, he plays. He's, he picks the bass. Um, and so you get a lot of power. It's so the same with Lemmy. No one would turn to Lemmy and say, Lemmy, you're you you, you don't, you're not a great bass player now, would they? You look at Tony and, I mean, he's watching him live and even listen to all of his recordings, even with Adam Craft, where he used to be back in the Norman days and so on. Um, he's really built up a brilliant bass technique and it has this really thunderous but creamy top low end um I don't know if that's another good term really creamy low end that sounds quite vaguely disgusting doesn't it mm. Anyway anyway it, so it it, it it again it's about the the um not seeing a, a heaven or a hell at near death experience there are no angels no stairway to heaven speak the truth there's only black um i love that there are no angels no no stairway heaven i speak the truth there's only black uh it, it's a great it's a lyric that i did manage to write down in in haste when i was listening to it um it's it's really proggy uh, i think uh audibly uh, audibly and texturally and conceptually it's quite proggy it's really it has it it moves in so many different time signatures it, you know, as I said, this is a band that is 40 plus years of experience. You know, um, you, you don't get this kind of uh, product made. I mean, you now and again make it with young young bands, but it's not always. They don't they don't they don't know or are brave enough to do what Venom is doing with it. Venom is doing with this album. I said this to Tony in the interview. I think it's a very brave album. It'll be easy to do. Let's do Ave Time uh, Part Two. This make you know one of the best albums of the last um, decade, and do it again. And I don't know if 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 the fans would appreciate it. I think we fans, particularly older fans, want to hear and feel and sense different things because we are always constantly yearning for a different sensation. And I think you get that um, with this, particularly with the Tile track. There's only black. You really do. Um, sorry about the notes here. Now here's a cracker, right? I th- I think Infinitum is close to my favourite album song on the album. This one comes very close. This is "Tyrant," atmospheric opening I've written. Um, it's it's really bleak, and black. Um, the, it's a little um, wilder on drums. Um, it has its it's punctuated precisely with the cymbal work. I think. Um, uh, He's uh, Jeremy's, bunk, um, uh, his hi hat and his his ride cymbal work. His splashes are just they're just it's so clean. It I was listening to it and and it was like I was sitting next to him on the drums. You, the way that the the cymbals bleed out on each note. You know, sometimes you hear that, and and with the extreme music, it's lost because it's about brutality and as many notes as you can get in. But this one um, really, really felt like. So, one second, I'm just gonna have to. Whoop! Um, my blessed computer's got into safety mode again. And I can't see the. Where are we going? Oh God! Oh, well, there you go. I can't. One second. I can't. One moment. So, guys, I'm juggling a cat, a microphone, a laptop, and now I can't get into my computer. One second. This is entertainment, isn't it? I changed my password and. Oh my God, there you go. Sorry, guys, that was very, very boring, I, I'm sure. That would have given you a lot of entertainment, me reaching around, tapping a keyboard for a few minutes. Um, I'm not gonna edit it out, because it's just not what I do. Anyway, wow, top entertainment. Um, see, Phoebes, my little kitty did should get in my way. So, yeah, so Tyrant, so the album's, um, It's a really sing-along. It's a it. You very rarely don't get a good sing-along chorus with this band, um, but also at the same time, in the nature of extreme metal, it's not really a sing-along environment band. The music thing is it really? So um, this I feel is um, the most sort of. I think will be a sort of stadium-esque song. I really enjoy Uh, I've got it sounds like a heartbeat I've got this written I wrote I just wrote in Big Lair's heartbeat across the page Um, and I think that's that's the drummer doing his bit Um, but also Tony and 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 Jeff's um, sort of uh, because it's marching almost I think heartbeat's the wrong word I think marching because I get the feeling that this is a song about um, the devil and 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 minions and people on earth dealing with it like Prime Ministers and Presidents and people like people in power again need oh yes I have wrote military drums there you go need to get uh, the lyrics for this yep okay and then we go on to don't feed me your lies now I've written in big layers really old school Venom um, here Tony's bass feels old school um, it drips with pomp and vintage venom circumstance I've written um, uh, mantis is tapping work now I'm assuming it's tapping it sounds like it's tapping to me I'd have to watch him play it either that or it's really um, precise um, legato or arpeggios but I think it's it's tapping um, it's very on point you can almost it's very angular in its in the solo work um and and i've written here again i've written tony's annunciation is spat at you with venom um you can hear the passion in his voice in this one um and it it really does capture the zeitgeist of of what we are where we're living now i think it really does um Because we are sat in front of our computers and our phones and our TVs and 24-7 fake news media, um, you know, is is thrown at us and we are expecting to try and decipher um, what the truth is. And I'm getting that from this song. That's what I get from Don't Feed Me Your Lies. I, I mean, it might be a more personal thing for the band or for members who wrote it. Tone or for jeff or, or for G- jeremy um but i think it has the most sabbath i've written here sabbath depth to it good night jack um uh, good night jack i'll be all right um that's what the lyric is which is you know i love that because it's a lovely play on i'm all right jack you know i just um it's really cavernous wet sound i've written here i don't know if that means anything to you but cavernous and wet I really um, really like the the, the dankness of, of this particular song um, again I think when I say it's another one of my favourite songs on the album, yeah it is um, it's uh, there's too many good songs this whole album is a cracker from, from Woe To Go, I don't see anything on it where I would go, well I left that out it's a real fierce um, five star album for me and and um, this one again probably comes into my third favourite. Oop off you get one second. There you go. See so she's now jumped off. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Sorry guys. Oop, bang, crash, wallet. That's what you come for. <sighs> me tapping on my computer trying to try and get it working and my cat jumping on my lap. Sorry, that was really bad audio. If you if it hurt your ears, I am sorry. Anyway, um, I've got a little table in front of me where I record on because I'm still waiting for a new table to put my whole setup on. And so I have to move it to get around things and she just pushed it out of the way. Anyway, okay, so moving on. Moving on, be more professional and centered and back. Uh, burn, liar, burn. Um, what can I say about Burn, Lie, Burn it's a nice um, follow on from Tyrant in my opinion oh no sorry, Man as God is the next one. one, oh see she put me off centre didn't she Phoebes, you naughty girl, Man as God um, I've got Mantis Atmospheric on here, so Guitar Atmosphere um, exaggerating the Anti-organizational, anti-religious st- uh, st- uh, statements coming through in the lyric. Um, it's a torrent of force of rage I've written uh, here, uh, and that's mo- probably very true actually. Um, that it has this uh, real anger. I mean, I know that Tony uh, himself he, he's um, not. I don't like the word pagan. You know, I don't like the word pagan. I think it's a really overused and under understood word. Um, he's a, a person that has um, alternative views on organized religion, um, and he has his own ways of, of living his life. Very, um, he seems a very uh, intelligent man and doesn't want to hear lies or his perception of lies and people's modern lies of modern organized religions and it comes across in this song you know it's very easy easy for someone like venom Inc. and venom because they've got the you know the, you know the the logo is um, you know the the goat of mendes and to have you know satan and, and be and do all the tropey stuff Uh, Very easy to do that. They don't do that. They don't do that. And they've never done that. And Tony's era of venom has never been that way either. Yes, at the beginning, because it was there to, like Black Sabbath's first album, it was to to shock and to sell records. Um, They were more punk than they were anything else. And I feel Tony's that way as well in this band. His lyric um, and Jeff's lyrics are, are more personal, and they just push it in the direction of extreme metal to give it... Um, They're listeners. Something they obviously want. The listener want to hear. Wants to hear that. Um, but you know they don't want to hear Venom songs about you know plaiting flower daisy chains and cupping hands and 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 and, and you know sitting in a field doing nothing, um, but hymming, singing hymns and hoping the world nuclear weapons will go away. No, they. They do something. They do like the extreme metal genre, very much like the punk metal genre. Metal, the punk genre for me is that they genuinely wanted to change and do things differently, and like, you get that across with this man as God. Um, it really feels like it's ripping the. He's ripping the whole, um, uh, concept of of organization apart in this song. It's quite short. It's very punchy. Um, they all come together beautifully musically, but the lyric is the thing that really holds it, and again, sorry I can't give you a lyrical breakdown, I don't have them, but it, I'll do it I'll do it again one day, but just go and find it yourself, it might you might find it interesting to do that and then we move on to Burn, Liar, Burn um, this feels cavernous again, like um, a lot of the other songs on the album like Tyrant um, it's slowed down um, the bass is beautiful. Probably the best bass part on the album by Tony, I think. Um, she shows um, the mercurial talent of Tony. Uh, uh, the, the drums are alert and alive. Mantis's guitars um, are groovy. I mean, I've just put one. I've written in big red letters in my book one hell of a groove. It's infectious. It's demanding your attention. It's twisting and turning. It's writhing. It gets chaotic in the middle eight section. Um, and I think it feels like the best of old Venom I've written here. Um, a song of two halves. I love the term, you know, football is a game of two halves. Well, a song of, song of two halves. Um, you know, you've got that sort of slow, open the intro. It's almost... Um, almost... Uh, you don't know when it's gonna turn. You don't know when it's gonna change. I think that's the key with this song. You know, two minutes forty-five seconds in, it starts to speed up like a like a motorbike on a highway, just going into top gear. Um, you know, it's it's like someone going. It, it, it is like it is a, almost a song of three halves. In fact, you know, cavernous, then chaotic, and then the lyric, lyric comes in and. It's, and there's where the progression is guys you know what a progressive song what a way of going I've got you know they probably came to the song writing presses and we've got three songs how do we put them together wow these just marry in such a sort of dramatically jarring and but in so syncopated way um, and it just barrels you over it really does and it does feel like it's from Aave this song it feels like it's sort of left from Arve bits of it um, it, it, it is just very emotional, very wonderful, um, it really is. Now, I know this um, just to give you a bit of a warning. This this is going to go over time, I think, guys, um, because I can't really get all the my um, appreciation in in forty odd minutes. So um, I might take a break here, uh, and we will come back and talk about the the next few tracks on the album because we're getting to 50 minutes now so let me just pause here um we'll play some nice guitar intro music and outro music and then when you get back and we've had a rest we'll um chat about uh the next part of the album okay talk to you soon guys. Bye. bye Welcome back, guys, um, to the third part of the show. Um, sorry, it's a bit longer. I could edit out all the stuff with me fiddling with keyboards and catch, I mean, but you know, it, it, I would just do a shitty job of it to be honest. And I quite like the fact that it just flows. You know, you know the show by now. Anyway, next track on is nine. Now nine is an interesting number because um, Tony originally said to me that he wanted it, the album, to. Um, be a double album and it was about the nine circles of Dante's Inferno so nine circles of hell Um, and I think this one very aptly grabs that it is it is if those out there like me who have long hair who enjoy a good headbang or windmill and there's a lot of in this audience listen to me now that would um, this is the perfect track for that it starts off with such an amazing windmilly, rhythmic, guitar piece. Again, very modern, very unvenom in my thinking here, um, and then it moves at breakneck speed into a hardcore punk um, vocal um, jive uh, that that Tony does, and it and it's it, it's fast, it's aggressive, it's hard, and. It is very much an echo of their hardcore punk heritage. You know, it just really, really just moves and it's it, it and, and it's fast and aggressive and there's it's um it's not so you play in front of your mother, let's be honest, lyrically it's quite um outrageous. Uh, not for us really we're grown adults and grown people here, but there are people out there that might find um swearing offensive. Um, if they do so, well then this isn't probably the song for them. But it's it's not long; it doesn't take long. It, it is about it is about the um, the trip into hell. Um, I think again, I'm running on emotionals here, not on the lyrics, because I need the lyric in front of me to really let it sink into my head. Um, but it's it is so fast and so aggressive, and Jermaine, Jeremy's drums on it is probably the best on the album for him. Sorry, a bit of a burp there um he tony's vocals i think on reflection this is probably the most arduous workout for tone lyrically uh, vocally on the album because he's just really going so it goes into his deep his growls and then he goes into his most venomous spit um you know uh, and then he he just um pulls it back and then goes at breakneck speed again like something like an exploited song you know it has that real extreme um second wave of punk sound from like eighty eighty one. you know and it with, uh, and it has that really like guitar um machine gun attack and it's it is is brilliant. I think this could have been the title track for me. Nine could have been the opening track. He wanted to call it Nine originally and have a double album but the studio were like, no, we won't do that. So there might be a second album. You never know. I we'll just hope fingers crossed. If it's as good as this one, bloody hell. Um, you, you know, it's gonna be worth every minute of the wait. Anyway, that one, uh, that it, it, it comes and goes pretty quickly. So it just, it grabs you, squeezes you by the balls um, and then makes you wake up. I'm and, and not that this album. There's no point in this album where you would feel, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm drifting away from the, the direction of this album because it's. It, you can't. It's. It's just solid gold all the way through. it Just keeps your attention. But then the next track on is. Let me just get my. Next track on is Rampant, and Rampant is a whole different story. This is um, Jeff's most grooviest song. I mean, and I'm talking about groove. People, you know, they think, oh, there's no such thing as groove in extreme metal. What a lot of bullshit. Listen carefully. This is groovy beyond belief. Jeff is a massive Kiss fan. Okay. And it comes across in some of his work sometimes that rock and rollness of the groove that Kiss would have. And um, it's also probably the most. Um, Lyrically, probably the most uh, easy to sort of or to hear, and I mean, that's the wrong word. No, no, not here. He enunciates really well. It's the best lyric in the fact that it, the way that Tony um, spits it out, is very um, in tune with the movement of the music, and it it, um, it it it's dark, it's heavy, it's fast, but. By all means, it's groovy, and again, uh, Jermaine's cymbal work in the background. You know, I think he's a master on the cymbals. I mean, I really love the. I mean, love drums in general, but the the way that he's, um, you know, like because Abaddon was the same. Abaddon was really much uh, a lot of atmosphere on his cymbal work, and I think the same with uh, Jermaine, uh, Jeremy. It's is 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 real. Um, splash 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 you know and then and then of course really thin and tinny but also at the same time really sharp but then it smooths off um in the, as it rides off um the note and uh, i mean that sounds a bit technical for you know you might just go who sounds like drums to me but it that's how i hear it and and it's just uh, really good coming and it's also coming at the back into the album i mean this is the thing right so when you're coming A lot of albums, when they come to the back end of the album, you often either get the best bits or they run out of momentum and steam. But this seems at the same pace. It's kept the same pace. It's like they've got a metronome, started it, and gone at the beginning of the recording session. Right, guys, we're going no slower than this all the way through. And even at the slowest points, feel that it's at the same pace, which is really, really quite astounding, actually. Um, uh, The next one on from there is the dance. Oop, oop you could almost hear that I don't want to get myself a copyright I was just looking on my phone uh, to flick through to see the things but yes The Dance um, it maybe maybe if I want to be honest a weaker part of the album but I don't know if that's a truism um, in that respect I don't think it is a weak part of the album Maybe I'm looking for weaknesses so I can not be too gushing over it. I don't know. No, I think I'm wrong there, actually. Um, it's because it opens with such atmosphere and closes with such atmosphere. It's like, um, like a Christmas cracker of a song. You grab either ends of it and you pull. And you that anticipation before you pull is the calm before the storm. And then bang, right in the middle is a cracker. And then you get a little toy, which you may like or you may hate or you may love, right? Um... It could be the wax moustache of the album. I don't think it is. Um, I think it. I think it re- or the paper hat of the album. Should I should have say. I don't think it is. I think it's it, it's it's because it's different to anything on the album. I think it's because it goes. Um, because it goes, you know. Like I said, you know that I don't know. You know that Monty Python sketch the uh, uh, an elk. Very very thin at one end, very big in the middle, and very, very thin at the other end. That's her definition of of a, of a brontosaurus. <laughs> I think that's what this is. <laughs> adds some comical side to it. It is the it is the dino it is the Anne elk song of the album or the crickets Christmas cracker of the album. This I don't know. Whatever analogy you want to throw at the wall. If you throw it at the wall, and it sticks or it doesn't slip on. It doesn't slip down. That's the analogy you got. Um, but I think yeah, it, it it's it, it's it has such we uh, weird and progressive opening and closing that it threw me off. But uh, at the same time I still think it's a cr- it is a good album. A good song now when I think about it. Okay. Um Jeff's outro guitar work and um bass work with tone and that intermittent with that great cymbal work that that, that Jeremy's doing. It really sort of just um it yeah. i I've gone back. I paused it a second there and I went back and listened to it again and I honestly I think Um, I was wrong with my first notes I think that it is The Christmas Cracker So it's the anticipation It's Calm Before the Storm at either End Um, Brilliant song Great, great song The Dance It does sound like it could come off Of an old um, Venom album as well But still very modern and progressive Um, And then we we move swiftly On to Inferno Inferno Wow You know Um, I I don't know what to say about Inferno without being too um, effusive. So much atmosphere in this song that is painfully, painfully fantastic. Um, The vibration, it's almost you can feel at 2 minutes 40 before the solo comes in, you can feel the vibration of the speakers as if all three members of the band are on stage and you're, you've got your hands on the stage or on the fold and you can j- fold back and you can just feel every fucking note come through it's, it is astounding, uh, uh, astounding um, piece of heavy metal um, you know what, even if you're not a Venom fan and even if you're not a Venom Inc fan and you don't like extreme metal you put this on and please, I'd honestly tell you if you listen to this podcast, but you go, I don't, I'm like tone, how, chatting away and listening about things. But I don't really want to listen to. I'm not really into extreme. Or just go on and see slip through to this one, put it on, and if this doesn't change your mind, I don't know what will. It's, um, it is, heaviest. One of the heaviest things I've heard in years, and the the vibration. I felt the vibration. I literally. I remember sitting in the bath actually, um, and I could feel it. feel the intensity um coming off it and and the opening bit that sounds like you know they've made it sound like a firestorm and the open you know obviously it's probably to do with hell or something to do with hell um but it just you can feel the firestorm you can feel the heat you can feel the rage in in tony's lyric and and in jeff's um arguably the best guitar solo possibly now I think about it at the end uh, of this song they don't hang around for long you know these are four or five minute songs but they they, they pack a real punch and it's just an outstanding piece of of, of modern um, modern heavy metal it really is and then obviously you know that's the end of the album there Um, so it it ends with inferno and what a cracker of an ending you know what a cracker of an ending sorry i keep hitting spiking the the old uh, meter on this new recording thing so sorry about if, if it does go a little bit loud and quiet for a second there um but what a way what a way to end an album you open it up with a cracker, and you finish it with a cracker. I keep saying cracker, but it's because it's coming into Chris. It's coming into that time of year where you got to start thinking about Christmas, eh? Anyway, um, yeah, it is a brute of a of a finish of a, of the album. Uh, does the album linger? Do you wish? It, do I wish that it it had sh- was shorter? No. Do I think it's? T- do I think it's not long enough? No. It is that sweet spot of an album. I'm definitely giving it five out of five. I don't fucking care. Um, uh, I think that there's nothing on it that makes me go oh, mm, maybe not. all that's about. And uh, and I won't. There's only been a couple albums in the last ten years, even the last five years that have done that. Krypta's um, uh, last album. Yes, and this one. Um really just sunk itself into my psychic psychic Sorry not psychic, psych um uh, psych what's the word into my mind. Let's use that. You know. Ooh, bloody hell. spilt tea on the floor on myself. Bang doesn't mic. He a real I woke up with a migraine this morning, guys, so sorry, um if uh if now they're going to go a bit wayward and in uh, tapping the keyboards there and banging things, hey, it is what it is. You want smooth? Go listen to Radio One or wherever in the country you listen, to, whatever radio station you listen to, whatever podcast you want that's highly um, cleaned up. You get what you get with me, and that's that's the spirit of rock and roll. I so say I reckon that's the spirit of rock and roll. It really is. Anyway, conclusion. Um, I actually thought I'd go well over an hour actually there's a conclusion probably didn't need to put the extra break in but hey gives you a chance to go and get a fresh tea and think about the album mm. um, my conclusion is I can't wait to see them live I think the lads have made a cracker of an album something that equally if not betters are they which is as I said a really big call and has beautiful echoes um, of uh, earlier work from the catalogue before the ink was added um, when they were just Venom um, is Jeremy a better drummer than Abaddon that's a big call I think Abaddon is more atmospheric but I think Jeremy is more um is more precise, more more uh, clinical. Um, and you know, I think that's the difference. I think fresh, fresh, um, sorry, fresh blood, as you, as they say, is um, is probably what makes this album really, uh, really modern. You know, and what gives it that sort of um, progressive feel? You know, um, I'm trying to look. So I've made some notes. One second, here we go. What do I do here? Oh, over here, over here, over here. Yeah, just making sure it was Jeremy, and you know, not Jermaine or something that I'd written and talked for the last hour saying Jeremy, and it was Jermaine. That'd be an interesting moment in history, wouldn't it? would um, be very germane to the situation now would it um, anyway I think that's what makes it more progressive I think also the the, um, the tyranny of distance um, is another thing but also the fact that um, the they've taken and they've used modern techniques to make a, an older sounding album I think there's a good way of saying it I think they've used very modern musical Production to make a an album that sounds like it was made uh, and recorded twenty years ago. Now that is a compliment. Um, I think why not? why would you want to think something sounds old? No, I think often we crave stability and um, stability and with modernity, but we don't want modernity in such a way that it destroys heritage and stuff we love and I think that they've not done that they, they have completely turned around their sound yes I think they have um, it is you know on, on 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 reflection a very very modern album but it also has a very older no album thrash extreme black metal um, uh, extreme punk feel that doesn't but doesn't um, doesn't try and be too looking over my shoulder and trying to be what was back then for nostalgia because you know the people that are listening to my albums or our albums are in their late 40s and 50s and early you know late 50s we don't want we don't want to um don't want to lose that audience but I think that as I said before earlier I don't think that audience would walk away I think that audience would demand and crave new things and those that don't are either they're single-minded and Probably don't deserve such a great album anyway. Really, they don't. They don't deserve such um, musical talents as Jeff and Tone and, and Jeremy. They just don't. Uh, and um, that's my final word on it, really. So, more for us, really, isn't it? More for us that love it. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm sorry uh, about the clippity clopperty keyboard stuff and my little cat getting in the way, but I'm sure you didn't mind. Um, I'm going to go now and lie down in a darkened room and put on some more Venom ink and try and get rid of this migraine with um, very loud, very extreme music, as I have tried to, and it works in the past. Anyway, see you next week. Um, Keep safe. uh, Keep listening, and please do, those that are on Spotify, please, 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 if you're fans and you do listen, please rate me on spotify it's easy to do you click on the little stars at the top and then you rate me um, it will give me more audience i've only got you know, a handful of, of, of ratings at the moment i really could do with more uh, if you've liked the show and you enjoy it please do so also i am looking at making some merch um, I'm trying to work out the cheapest way of doing it i did once before but it was really expensive and didn't like the product um, reach out to me on my uh, facebook messenger and let me know if you like a shirt um, what size you want um, I'm going to first batch or do for free so the first sort of like ten I won't charge anyone so please reach out and, and ask me um, and I will send them to you anyway good chatting enjoyed the show I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed recording it love listening to the album it was a real interesting thing difficult not though sometimes without the lyrical sheets to really dive into it but uh, just as I said before at the outset, it was in a more an emotional trip for me on this one. Um, I'll stop blathering. It's at one hour and eight minutes already. Uh, I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.